I'm still trying to figure out exactly what the Wisconsin Badgers are this year. I think I got it. Lockdown Big Ten starts right now. You are Locked On Big Ten, your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Big Ten. I'm Craig Scheman. Thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. Always appreciate it. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, plus on YouTube. It's part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Who are the Wisconsin Badgers? Are they this air raid team that they said they were going to be? Plus some good news around the Big Ten. We need some good news around the Big Ten with all the Mel Tucker, Michigan State stuff we've been talking about. Plus we'll have our Big Ten power rankings as done by me, of course, and I'll share them with you at the end of this podcast. Be sure to subscribe and follow Lockdown Big Ten for free wherever you get your podcast, and that way you'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it becomes available each and every day. So we're still trying to figure out what the Wisconsin Badgers are. Maybe you know. Maybe you have an idea. I I think we can figure this out together here. So I'm watching the Badgers play out West late last Saturday against Washington State, and I couldn't help but think about, you know, Wisconsin was just at the wrong place at the wrong time against the wrong team. Almost nobody was going to win that particular day. I've given you my theory on this before. Washington State. They're a good, proud program. They're kind of in the middle of nowhere in Pullman. They're, you know, in their own little, I don't want to say click, but their own area. And they feel like they don't have a home anymore because the Pac-12 has imploded around them. They're the one of the last two remaining there. They feel like the Big Ten had a lot to do with all that and destroying the, back, the, the Pac-12. So first Big Ten team that was going to come in there was going to get pulverized, and they did. But uh, they definitely took it out on the Badgers this past week. And the Badgers did not play their best football game. Did you know, by the way, little fun fact, that that was the first time Washington State, who's now 2-0, by the way, uh, the first time that they have hosted a Power 5 non-conference opponent since 1998. Think about that. A non-conference Power 5 out at Pullman. It hasn't happened since 1998 until – Wisconsin went in there. I was absolutely floored when I heard about that. Nobody wants to make the trip to Pullman. It's not an easy place to get to for sure. So enough about Washington state. What about the Badgers? What are they exactly? Let's figure this out. Um, A lot of people predicted that they would be West division champs this year and they still can be. So don't panic Badger fan. But I questioned on this podcast several times this summer, you know, they, they, they're good, but are they that good? And can, can Luke Fickle turn them around and get them to the top in his first year? I thought maybe that's a little bit unlikely. I don't know. I mean, they're coming off this 31-22 loss. They were very sloppy in Pullman. They had a lot of fumbles. They settled for field goals instead of touchdowns. Things that uh, you don't do if you want to win a lot of football games. And, of course, that crowd out there was in a feeding frenzy. Uh, the Badgers woke up a little bit in the second half. They started to play some defense and try to get back into the game, but it was it was just too late. Like I said earlier, uh, Wisconsin was at the wrong place at the wrong time. Just about anybody was going to lose their impulment. So let's get back to what the Badgers are here. We thought they were going to be this air raid attack. 
vertical, downfield. That's what we were told anyway, until they weren't. Uh, I, we have a two-game sample size to look at and see what they are. Let's start with Tanner Mordecai, the quarterback. Of course, they won 38-17 against Buffalo in week one, had the loss at Washington State. Tanner Mordecai against Washington State threw for 278 yards and no touchdowns. Week before uh, against Buffalo, 189 yards, two had a touchdown and two interceptions. He struggled a little bit, but in all, 467 yards and two touchdowns and two picks. I mean, I would expect for an air raid, those are numbers you throw uh, together in, in in one game, not two. So I'm not entirely convinced. Rita. Completed uh, 25 and 24 passes, so maybe, maybe that's the game plan, uh, the sweet spot for them. Ches Malusi. Uh, against uh, Washington State, 12 carries, 49 yards. Against the Buffaloes, 13 carries, had the 157 yards, a couple of touchdowns. But 12 carries in one game, 13 carries in another. That seems to – is that the sweet spot for them for the rest of the season moving forward? He's got Braylon Allen there. Now, they didn't use Braylon Allen nearly as much against Washington State. He had 17 carries against, the, uh, against uh, Buffalo, but uh, only seven carries against Washington State. But by then, you know, they were behind. They weren't going to be giving both running backs a lot of carries. I get it. So probably why those numbers shook out the way they did. Will Pauling, five catches against Washington State, five catches against Buffalo. Not exactly air raid stuff, but he was the leading receiver. Chamiri uh, DK, four catches against Washington State, just one against Buffalo. So that's just an idea. It, the team's kind of starting to settle into who they are statistically, how they're going to spread the ball around. Not exactly air raid stuff uh, by any kind. Kind of the same kind of mix. A little bit of a lot of run, a little bit of pass here and there. And again, I don't know if Tanner Mordecai is the answer for an all-out air raid assault yet either. It's still early in the season. We've had some mixed results. They got Georgia Southern coming up next on the schedule. 12 o'clock kickoff at Camp Randall. Should be a winnable game. Should be able to spread the ball around. Should be able to get everybody some stats, some touches. And it'll be uh, another piece of evidence as to what they are. But I think the real true measuring stick for, for Wisconsin is the following weekend, game four at Purdue. And I think Wisconsin and Purdue have a lot of things in common. Uh, first of all, they both have new head coaches, right? Luke Fickle at Wisconsin, Ryan Walters, new head coach at Purdue. They both have coaches that took over teams where the cupboard was not empty. Let's be real. Uh, both teams had a little bit of talent. They didn't have to start from ground zero. Both coaches took over teams that have a chance to win the Western Division. And both teams announced that they were switching to an air raid offensive attack, but maybe they really actually haven't or aren't or aren't there yet. I gave you the Tanner Mordecai stats. You can look at Hudson Card at Purdue. And again, Wisconsin, you get a good look at them next week. 254 yards, a couple touchdowns against Fresno in week one, and 248 touchdowns or 248 yards and no touchdowns against Virginia Tech. And they had that big rain delay out there as well. But combined, 502 yards and two touchdowns. Very similar to Tanner Mordecai's numbers. Not exactly airing it out. So I'm not criticizing them either. Maybe I'm criticizing those that told everybody it was going to be air raid. These are not air raid numbers for either team. But look, don't forget, a lot of people, again, predicted Wisconsin to win the West this year, and they might. 
But this podcast is on record as saying it might be a little too much to ask all of a sudden in one season for, for a brand new coach getting in his system, getting everything dialed in, getting the players he wants. You generally don't do that in a year, especially when you make those kind of changes, unless don't tell Dion that at Colorado, he went in and changed everything and it's working great. <laughs> so anyway, uh, thought I'd mention that as well uh, by a comparison, but, couple other things you got to look at for Wisconsin. Things that need to be cleaned up before we can really decide what they are. Had three fumbles there uh, early against uh, Washington State. Uh, the turnovers, they got to clean that up. You clean that up, it gets easier. They probably win at Washington State. There's also the red zone or close to the red zone inside the 25. Badgers were there three times in the first half, got three field goals instead of touchdowns. Again, you want touchdowns instead of field goals. You get that fixed, maybe you win at Washington State again. Phil Longo, the offensive coordinator, you know, throughout his career, has received a little bit of criticism for red zone efficiency. It spreads everything out. He runs out of room there in the red zone. I mean, it's a common problem that everybody's got to figure out in the red zone. But maybe that's, uh, that's something to take into consideration when you're looking at his offense and, and they're trying to figure out who they are. They're, they're kind of like... Like, I just don't think they're an air raid. They think they are. Maybe uh, they're more of a running team. Maybe they're half and half. Maybe they're the perfect hybrid. Maybe they're just like, look, we can do both. We'll take what the defense gives us each and every week, and we'll take it from there. Okay? I would like your thoughts, especially from Badger fans, what you think so far and what you think your team is. Maybe we don't know yet. Maybe we got to get through a couple more games, get to the Purdue game and start getting to some more games in the conference to actually figure it out. It's still early, still new. Appreciate all your comments. Hit me up on Twitter at TalkBig10 or comments here on YouTube if you're watching. Always uh, always love those. Um, despite the severity of all the, uh, the you know, the Mel Tucker news and kind of I'm going to come we got some we got some good news to share with you around the Big Ten. Been kind of a downer week with all the bad news. We've spent a lot of time on Mel Tucker at Michigan State. So we'll get caught up on some good news uh, right here on Lockdown Big Ten. But I want to tell you about eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more. Whether you're into speed, whether you're into power, style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash, right? With all the parts that you need and all the prices that you want, uh, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebay.com slash motors. And again, that is ebay.com slash motors. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, and of course, exclusions apply. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. 
Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, so I promise you some good news around the Big Ten after all that Michigan State news we've been dealing with for the past couple of days. And I'll tell you what, I will start off with Michigan State with the good news. How about that? Um, So regarding Michigan State, quarterback Noah Kim, he was named the Big Ten Offensive Player of the Week of the Spartans' 45-14 win over Richmond. It was after that game a few hours later that Everything went crazy there with Mel Tucker, but they got the win. He threw for 292 yards and three touchdowns and completed 18 to 22 uh, of 22 passes for 82%. That's almost like JJ McCarthy type numbers. Probably shouldn't compare him to a Michigan quarterback, but he started out one for five throwing, started off slow, finished off completing 17 in a row. Kid was on fire. So congratulations to him. Also, Minnesota's Darius Taylor was freshman of the week. Rutgers, uh, Jay Patel, special teams player of the week, defensive player of the week is Iowa Sebastian Castro, who had that pick six against Iowa State. I was watching that live when that happened. It was a thing of beauty. Speaking of Iowa, let's run some numbers here for uh, Iowa. You know, they're supposed to score 25 points a game, right? To help out Brian Ferentz, offensive coordinator, keep his job. That means they should have 50 points already. And it doesn't matter how they get them, offensively, defensively, special teams, but they got to get 25 points a game. They've been coming up a little short. Uh, so far, they've only had 44 points in the last two games instead of 50. And by the way, that's with the defensive pick six I just talked about with Castro just a moment ago against Iowa State. But the 2-0, the 2-0, that's the ultimate goal, right? To win, 2-0. So um, you are what your record says you are, according to one Bill Parcells. So enjoy that. Do have some bad news, though, for Iowa, for uh, Noah Shannon. The NCAA quickly nixed his recent appeal of his season-long suspension for sports gambling. So that news came out. Maryland, here's another thing I got to get caught up on. And believe me, we're going to we're gonna steamroll right into week three coming up. I don't mean to be going backwards at all, uh, but there are some things I wanted to mention. And again, we did take up a lot of real estate on this podcast with Mel Tucker and Michigan State. Remember the Terps on Saturday, they fell down by two touchdowns against Charlotte, but they ended up winning comfortably. Roman Hemby had eight yards per carry, 162 yards and a touchdown, caught four balls for 55 yards in addition to that. Why do I mention that now? I should have had him in my Big Ten top ten yesterday. That was an unintentional omission by me. I wanted to make that right and mention him, uh, Roman Hemby at Maryland, really going above and beyond. So congratulations to him. Also, more news out of Ohio State, although if you had just listened to this podcast, you would have been good, but Ryan Day officially, finally announced what I told you would happen days ago, and um, uh, he's named uh, Cal McCoy, the, uh, uh, Cal McCord, the quarterback uh, for Ohio State for the rest of the season instead of Devin Brown. So they're going to move forward with that, and don't forget, uh, not this weekend, but the weekend after, they have Notre Dame. So Kyle McCord, Ohio State, that's the plan. Kudos to the Purdue defense also in week two. Again, doing a little catch-up duty here. Ryan Walters, their head coach, was the D.C. at Illinois before he took this job. 
parlayed it into a head coaching gig at age 37. Defense is his specialty. Defense was nowhere to be found against Fresno State in the season opener, but out at Virginia Tech, the win 24-17. Defense was much better out there. The win on the road, five-hour, 37-minute uh, rain delay as well for all the inclement weather. So uh, that was that was good on their part. And also, finally, Indiana's Tom Allen says Taven Jackson will be the starting quarterback moving forward for the Hoosiers. He had been battling with Brendan Soresby. And again, eyeball test. I watch all these games. I thought Taven Jackson is the right choice here. Tom Allen says, look, it's all about scoring points. And Jackson was on the field for their only scoring drive against Ohio State in week one. And he was on the field for all five scoring drives against Indiana State last Friday. He's completing 86% of his passes, although Indiana does not throw a lot. But my advice to him would be to get the ball in the hands of Jalen Lucas as much as possible, who had 127 all-purpose yards against Indiana State. That guy's the best athlete on the team, and he could be a real star. So that, uh, that is what I would say to him regarding that. So uh, that gets us caught up on everything. And again, uh, tomorrow we are going to take a, a hard turn and a deep dive into the upcoming week, uh, week three in the Big Ten. We do have oh, got the uh, interconference play a lot for one more week, but we do have Penn State versus Illinois. There is a, a Big Ten versus Big Ten matchup this Saturday as well. We will focus on that on tomorrow's podcast as well. also want to thank you guys for making Lockdown Big Ten your first listen every day. And since college football is here, not only do we have this podcast, but on this channel and all other Lockdown College channels, Every Friday, it's live from 11 Eastern, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., the Lockdown College Football Kickoff Live every Friday. I always participate in it as well. All the other guys do as, uh, as well. You don't want to miss that. And uh, while you're here, while having your attention, we are really moving up the ladder on the subscriptions on YouTube. I told you we started out at about 1,200 when we took over this channel in late June. We are quickly approaching 3,500. Let's get to 3,500. I think we're at 33 and change, 3,400. Let's get a, let's get 100 more, get that up to 3,500. That would be spectacular. I always thank you and appreciate it. I'm always going to ask. You don't get something unless you ask. So subscribe, click it. It's for free. Get you in the loop. And then you got this podcast ready to go each and every day when we release them each morning, both the video version and an audio version as well. And however you get this podcast, you can share follow and like locked on big 10 coming up a couple of features one of our uh, weekly features of course is um uh, my uh, big 10 power rankings i rank them all one through 14 as i see it and also my colleagues at locked on all put together their own top 25 poll for all of college football we'll see how many big 10 teams made it it's a little different, but it's not too crazy. It's not too far off base from what the AP and the coaches' polls are. So it's in the ballpark, but they have a slightly different opinion here and there. So we will share that all with you. It's all coming up right here on Lockdown Big Ten. Hey, I want to tell you about Jace Medical. Uh, Jace, uh, Jace Medical, they have something called a Jace case. It's five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. And all it takes to get a Jace case is to fill out a simple online form. And in some cases, jump on with a quick call with one of their onboard certified physicians. So um, you can get ongoing care from the physicians on any uh, treatment related questions as well. This is doctors created, doctors recommended. Look, 
you got to be prepared. Sometimes supply chains stop. Sometimes you can't get your medicines. You can't get what you need, whether it be disaster, emergency planning. I live in a hurricane area. I know what it's like with supply. Uh, um, supply chains are cut off. Or maybe you experienced something during the pandemic. Couldn't get everything you wanted like you, you could back in the good old days. So don't get caught unprepared. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected, uh, unexpected because it does happen. Jace Medical. Jace Medical, it's simple. You go online, you fill out the form, then you get a prescription uh, life-saving medications right to your door. And the Jace case gives you peace of mind so that you're not just hoping you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure that you have the medication in hand. And, and you could save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical plus an additional $20 off by using my code locked on. That's at checkout at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Once again, at jacemedical.com. All right, it is time to start looking at these uh, polls and rankings and all that good stuff. And by the way, I want to roll this on the bottom here. If you're watching our new website, check it out, talkbig10.com. Just like our Twitter handle, uh, at TalkBig10, the number 10. Don't spell it out. Just use the number 10. Same thing with our website, TalkBig10, TalkBig10.com, and check it out. It funnels everything uh, right in one place. All right. First, I am going to put up on the screen our Locked On Top 25 poll put together by my colleagues. We'll take a quick glance at this. Georgia's still number one. Michigan, two. They're the uh, highest-ranking Big Ten team. Florida State, Texas, nice win against Alabama. You know, Texas, that was the first double-digit loss at home by Nick Saban in Alabama's entire history uh, at Alabama. South Carolina, or South Carolina, Southern Cal at number five. Got another Penn, uh, uh, Big Ten team, Penn State at six. Ohio State falls to seven. See Notre Dame at nine. And they also have, oh, look at that. They got uh, Coach Prime, the Buffs, up at 16, like that. And then uh, finally, the Iowa Hawkeyes, who were out of their poll last week, I believe, now back in at 23, as they should be. So that uh, that is a look at our lockdown top 25 poll at a glance. So now it's time for ours, our uh, power rankings here, our Big Ten power rankings. I like to do these uh, every midweek. Here we go. I still have uh, I still have Michigan, Penn State, Ohio State uh, rounding out the top three. Iowa firmly in at number four. Sorry, I got a graphic in there from night games from an old graphic. My apologies there. Michigan or Minnesota at number five. Also, Maryland at six. They uh, came from behind to end up uh, beating uh, Charlotte down 14 to nothing. So kudos to them. Michigan State, a tough one coming up there at number seven. They got Washington. Wisconsin at number eight at one and one. Purdue. Also one and one at number nine, and I have Illinois at number ten. A tough game against Toledo the week before, and then the loss there at Kansas. Rounded out with Rutgers. You know, Rutgers may have to be a little higher next week. They are sitting there at uh, number eleven. Nebraska at twelve, and 
Nebraska should be better than 12. They got a good defense. They got to figure out that offense. They, they have a problem turnovers and uh, one-dimensional running Indiana at 13 and Northwestern. Good to see Northwestern get a win and Indiana both get their first wins of the season this past week, rounding out that list there. So that's how we shake it out with our power rankings. We do that each and every week and uh, always a lot of fun to kind of compare notes on that. If you want to hit me up on Twitter at talk big 10 or also comments here on YouTube. Always appreciate that. And thank you for making Lockdown Big Ten your first listen each and every day. Again, our next uh, podcast, we're going to start turning the corner, looking ahead a little bit to the weekend and uh, start off with Penn State taking on Illinois in uh, Big Ten versus Big Ten matchup. The only one. Everybody else is taking on non-conference teams. Again, uh, Twitter at TalkBig10 and our website, TalkBig10.com. That's the number 10. And also here on YouTube with your comments. Subscribe and follow this podcast right now, please. Now on your favorite podcast app, and you'll get the latest episode of Lockdown Big Ten as soon as it becomes available each and every day. Now you can check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast for the latest on everything going on in sports. In the meantime, have yourself a wonderful day. Can't wait till we meet again next time. Thanks for checking us out. I'm Craig Scheman for Lockdown Big Ten.